This is the Suburban Folk Podcast, Episode 7, Weightlifting and Strict Dieting. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Hey, this is Greg with the Suburban Folk Podcast. My guest today is Brian. Brian, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks so much for having me. I was trying to decide how I wanted to do your intro, and I think you're the type of guy that you may beat it work or just out and about that makes everybody else feel really guilty or sad about their <laughs> lack of exercise regimen um, and eating habits. And I know that when we first met, you know, comparing notes, I think maybe the first thing that I remember is consistency with your lunch, <laughs> the items that you have, and, and just they were pretty healthy from everything that I remembered. So from there, I think we started chatting about what types of exercises um, you do versus for me, I know at the time um, was really into sort of endurance type of things like, like running. What is your background been from around high school and on as far as whether it's sports or overall gym workouts? Um, how did you get into sort of what your regimen is now? You know, it's kind of weird you say that it, for years, baseball was my thing. And the older I got playing, the more and more I wanted to build strength. And the first thing I noticed is that the gym is where it's at. And I started around 15, 16 years old in putting sort of baseball to the side and really put a lot of focus on working out. And it just became a lifestyle. You know, for years growing up, I was, uh, I would bike, I would play baseball, I would play uh, basketball, but I never really put emphasis on the gym side of it. But when I turned 15, 16, it just kind of changed and I just started enjoying it and working out from that perspective. And it became my sport more so than uh, baseball or basketball did. Did you find motivation in seeing gains from working out, like, you know, increasing your weight, reps, different types of things that you can do, or from the gains that it gave you in baseball or other activities that you were doing? What was sort of the first motivating factor? It was definitely the gains from the appearance and the strength from the gym itself. I mean, I, I looked up when I was somewhat young uh, to these wrestlers, you know, someone like Hulk Hogan or Sting, mm -hmm. maybe Bill Goldberg, uh, and how great they looked and i'm like i've got to be like this and as soon as i started getting in i was surprised at how quickly i was able to make the gains that i did and it within you know, a few months i noticed changes in in my body in itself uh, and not just the shape of it but obviously the strength and that in itself was a huge motivation and really drove me to making this sort of lifestyle. See, I'm learning something already. I had no idea that you were a, a wrestling fan growing up. Do you still watch? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't probably watched it in, man, probably 10, 15 years. Uh, but yeah, during the 90s, I guess the heyday, late 80s, or mainly 90s, I was really into it. Yeah, I used to watch some, and then we actually finished our episode on comics. I made a joke that 
a teacher of mine compared comics to being a soap opera. And I think I've heard similar comparisons for wrestling. So even though I didn't really watch it much, but um, I feel like the wrestling fans get insulted in the same way that, you know, people talk about the stories and be like, what is this? Why, why is there so much storyline rather than the, than the actual wrestling? But you know, they, they got to keep it fresh. (laughs) Yeah. You mean the wrestling wasn't real? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what my dad would yeah. always tell me to keep me from watching it at least. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just messing. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, the drama of the show is what kept me in tune. I mean, but for years in the nineties, every single Monday, every single Thursday, I was watching it. Like I said, I got, to, I got to watch a bit, but didn't, uh, never, never got quite as hooked on that as you know, <laughs> comics and other, other things like that. So, so into college and I know that you were at least good enough at baseball that you were considering playing in college. And then again, continuing with the workout regimen, was it the same balance? Um, when did you get out of organized sports and then it was official? Let's say there's no other focus other than that gym exercise regimen. Yeah. So it kind of started, I want to say 11th grade when I was sort of moving up into the college world and trying to prepare for playing baseball Mm -hmm. in college. But at the same time, I was also working out almost every single day and I really found it difficult to find time to play baseball versus working out when that balance just wasn't there. And I would come home and I would focus on trying to play baseball for an hour, an hour and a half. But then I wanted to go to the gym and it got more and more to where I was kind of putting baseball on the back burner and really put the gym as my main focus. And when I did play uh, two years at a junior college uh, and I just got to the point where I loved working out more so than playing the game. And I just said, you know what? I just kind of want to make this my full-time exercise regimen, you might say, and just say baseball can just stay on hold. Gotcha. Continuing with the history from the eating perspective, I'll say for myself that let's say all the way through college, like the freshman 15. Yeah, I, I definitely hit that and had no, uh, nothing that I was doing to watch what I eat in any way. And I feel like I'm probably not alone in that path. It's only when you get into, you know, much later after college that, um, because you let yourself go a little too far and then try to watch what you eat a little bit more. Um, and like I said, I know for you in particular, I want to say, you know, I noticed, um, like grilled chicken a lot, <laughs> you know, when we first met, it's like, Hey, that's really good. And I used to do that when I had to cook for myself cause I'm a terrible cook, but, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes that can get a little bit boring. So was that at the same time that you really watched what you ate along with, uh, the exercise plan or did you kind of come into that later as an additional lever to pull to, to get even better at the types of exercises you were doing? So the diet in terms of Grilled chicken and green beans twice a day. I'm actually still doing that today. Nice. <laughs> uh, it that actually started in 2011. Uh, I remember, uh, and as I remember, is like I was on my honeymoon and I was like, I, I kind of want to just go with a new diet and a consistent lunch plan. Um, yeah, I was working all the time and I wanted to come up with something that was easy. Now, prior to all of that, when I was in uh, college. I just focused on calories in and 
it was not always a clean meal. I remember that it was a couple of buddies of mine. We would go to McDonald's. I kid you not. And there were times I'd have three double cheeseburgers, <laughs> a large fry and a sweet tea, and then go straight to the gym. And I didn't put on any fat, yeah. which was unbelievable to me. But I was also young. Testosterone mm. was high. And I was really making up for the weight that I was lifting in the gym. That's what I would imagine is for knock on wood, hopefully most college students, you're, you're burning those calories for whatever reason is the case much faster just when you're younger. So you don't have to focus on it as much. So that sounds pretty standard for a college <laughs> diet, but it sounds like you turn it uh, to a, a different uh, diet pretty quickly, certainly quicker than I did, admittedly. So jumping right into the regimen itself. So you talked about at one point that it was every single day. Are you still doing every single day? It's five days a week always. There are times where I'm doing six days and seven days, but seven days is rare. Six days is sometimes. Five days is every single month, every single week. Every single month. I mean, I rarely ever go below five days a week. And what do those workouts look like? I'm sure there is some rotation. Obviously, you're not going to work out the same right. part of your body every single day. What does that rotation look like? Yeah, so uh, it's normally uh, on a Monday, for instance, I'll go in and I'll do abs. On Tuesday, I might do chest and tries. Wednesday or Thursday, because sometimes I'll take the middle of the week off one of those days, I'll probably have a leg day with uh, um, an arm day. Uh, Friday would be a chest day, and then Saturday would be a shoulder day with uh, maybe arms again. Um, so it definitely is on a rotational basis. Uh, and then sometimes I switch it up. I might do legs twice in a week. I might do abs twice in a week. Um, I don't really necessarily keep a consistent plan on, oh, I did uh, legs today. I need to make sure I do chest tomorrow. Uh, but for the most part, I still try to at least hit the main muscle groups at least once a week. Diving deeper into those. So when you say abs or when you say arms, what types of exercises are we talking about? Yeah. So when let's just look at arms, for instance. So for the most part, what I try to do is stick with free weight more so than um, the resistant bands, I mean, they're, they're all, they're both are great. So it doesn't really matter which one you use. Uh, I prefer the free weight for the most part, but let's just say that I'm trying to, um, spend 20 minutes a day on biceps. So what I'll do is I'll pick out four or five different exercises that are bicep routine. And then I will go through a, a, a three set uh, interval, but I try not to stop. I try to make it, keep it fast paced and continue through. And then the next, I may switch it in between. If I'm doing a full arm day, I might do buys and then I'll go straight to twi tr tries and then go right back to buys all within that, uh, three set, uh, rep wise. I usually try to keep it between eight and 12. Sometimes I'll change it to where I'll do a, a slower rep, uh, where I'll really hold the form and stay uh, tight as I can uh, on the muscle. Mm -hmm. uh, and then some days I'll switch it up where I'll just be super heavy and very difficult. But the key that I always try to make sure is that the form is 100% uh, spot on. And even breaking it down further. So when you're saying buys, we're talking curls? Yes, biceps. 
Yeah. What do you do for tries? Uh, and I'll, I'll admit I use not like the straight machines, but um, there's a different term for it, but like almost like the more free uh, machines where, where it doesn't limit your motion, but it's not the free weight. So what, yeah. what do you do for tries for the free weights? So, you know, for thinking about the free weight, you know, the key is getting that back arm extension. And uh, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll put the curl bar and I'll put 25s, whatever it is, uh, the weight you want to put on each side. Mm-hmm. And you'll lay down on your bench and you'll do an extension with your elbows sort of locked in and then just like doing a fulcrum movement between uh, your elbow all the way up to the ceiling and just keeping that same static motion. That's one thing you can do. You can also take a, a, a dumbbell, say a 70-pound dumbbell, put that sort of behind your head and then lift it up uh, sort of over it. But you got to be careful doing that because if you go too far back, you could end up injuring your shoulder. Uh, and then there's even the what's called kickbacks. I don't know if you've heard of those, but um, it's, it's the opposite of a bicep curl. Uh, so instead of going forward, you kind of kick your arm back. Uh, in that motion, if that makes sense. I think so. Um, I, I assume you maybe don't get quite as range of motion just because. Correct. Y- yeah. yeah you're, you're sort of, and also gravity's working with you rather than against you <laughs> rather yeah. than when you're sitting down. So um, maybe that's on the lighter days, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It depends on how much weight you grab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it, how about for abs? Cause this is one for me that's always interesting. And like I said, I come at most exercise from an endurance standpoint. And again, using running as my go-to, there is a certain amount of ab exercise you're getting just by naturally holding your abs in when you're running or, or doing other things like yep. that. And most folks say the obvious, you wouldn't just do sit-ups. So what what other exercises are you um, including for an ab routine? So this might not sound like the answer you're looking for, but I will say abs, for the most part, they really start in the kitchen. I mean, that really is where it begins at. Um, but if we're looking for specific exercises, you're you're right. It's not necessarily that you're just going to sit on the floor and, and do your normal sit-ups. Uh, but the key is that you try to make sure that every exercise you do with abs has some sort of resistance. Uh, for instance, I'll do, uh, I don't know if, the tricep uh, rope. I don't know if you know exactly what I'm talking about there, but um, I'll grab that and put that behind my head and I'll do a crunch, a resistance crunch. And then I may go straight into what's called um, a, a leg lift, hold that for uh, a minute, two minutes. Uh, and then I may uh, flip it around and then go back to that crunch. Uh, and then, there's also the side to side motions that you can use uh, with dumbbells um, mm-hmm. to sort of hit your oblique where you're, you're really leaning towards one side while holding the dumbbell on your other hand. So if you're doing it from the left side, you're going to hold the dumbbell in your left arm and then kind of crunch through uh, with the right side motion. Uh, so that, I mean, that, that's a handful of exercises that can be done. You know, the, the biggest thing, though, it is the kitchen. is That's where the main focus is. Um, you, to your point, though, you could do crunches all day long, 
but if the diet isn't there, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, that's right. Every, everybody's got a six pack. It's just depends on how much of a layer <laughs> is, is covering it. <laughs> no, I hear you. Very I hear true. you for that. And just to test my knowledge, when you're saying like the rope, do you mean the, the one that attaches to the machine that has it sort of splits out into a Y and then yep. has the two ends on it. Okay. Exactly. So, all right. I do know, I do know what you're talking about. Yep. Continuing to cycle through those. So shoulders, I'm assuming is your presses, uh, whether yep. it's bench press, shoulder press. Um, Side lifts what, is another okay. shoulder exercise. I don't, um, basically where you get dumbbells and you, um, put them to your side and then literally lift up to this, where your shoulder is staying sort of at a straight line after the lift. So you start at your side, straight line, uh, afterwards. Oh yeah. Those are, I, I know what you're talking about. Those are painful. <laughs> yeah. They're not fun, but for your traps, they're the best. And part of your shoulder is that trap muscle, which is the one that connects sort of your neck down to your shoulder blade. Well, how do you feel about, I'm going to get the wrong term, but, uh, real world exercises is the best way I can describe it. So for example, and I, and I will do this sometimes, um, walking around with kettlebells, um, to mimic, hey, if I'm walking, you know, having to carry a heavy item, that would be equivalent to that. Or uh, I think the battle ropes seem to be kind of trendy almost even, but you see those, you know, for people's workouts. And do you subscribe to those types of dynamic exercises as well, either in between your standard reps or where do they fit in, if at all? The cattle kettlebell um, carries I definitely use. I do that often, actually. I think they're very good exercises because you got resistance, and it's so important for the shoulder to be able to hold up. And especially, you know, I'm using something simple like carrying groceries. Right. Uh, you know, you it's a it's an everyday routine that you're doing, and you can actually strengthen it and really help over time muscle fatigue. Um. Some of them I'm not the biggest fan on. I'm not saying they're not a benefit because they can be depending on where you're at and your exercise regimen. But uh, I, they have these, I think they're called rope slings. I don't even know really the true exercise where it looks like you're slinging ropes right in front of you. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's a, it's a huge, um, a popular exercise uh, at the gym that I'm currently at, but I don't know how much of a benefit that has versus just doing straight uh, front lifts uh, with dumbbells. I don't see the same. Yep. Sorry. If if I'm following you, that I I thought they were called battle ropes for some reason. That, that may be, be what it's called. Um, yeah, and I feel like you see them everywhere now. <laughs> you know, yep. any video of I don't know a professional athlete yep. rehabbing, you inevitably see that. You know, among some of the other exercises. So. Um, yeah, I've wondered if that's just to get in a little bit of cardio while you're working your arms is the idea. Uh, I, I haven't tried those. I'm sort of afraid that I can't keep the rope going. <laughs> for <very long> <laughs> oh, I think you can handle it. It's not that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just go with the smaller version of them yeah. <laughs> until I can work my way up. Um, what about for leg exercises? I, that's another one for me that I feel like most endurance type of things I do, riding a bike, for example, uh, trying to swim, you get some amount of legs. So I have very little focus on uh, squats, lunges. Do you yeah. do that type of stuff? And do you do it with certain amount of weights or even just without weights? So squats, I kind of changed my routine recently. Um, I've been doing extremely slow going down squats. So I'll put, 
uh, a lighter weight on the bar, but I'll go down basically at the little below the knee angle uh, as slow. And then I come back as slow as I can. And it has been probably the most difficult yeah. uh, leg exercise <laughs> I've ever done, but it's very fulfilling. Uh, I spend a lot more time on lunges. Um, so that's the one leg routine out uh, where you got one leg out, you, you know, you're going to do your mm-hmm. bend down, then go out and do your other leg and so forth. Uh, but more so in a walking motion. And uh, I spent a lot of time doing lunges and it, of all the leg exercises, it's probably my favorite for me. I've, I love squats at one time, but I've gotten, as I've gotten older, I just, I don't find as much enjoyment in doing squats versus uh, lunges. And then obviously uh, the leg press machine, uh, which has been great. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that. Um, And then leg curls, hamstring curls, uh, calf raises. Yeah. All the stuff that I avoid. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I know one of the big benefits and I think why a lot of exercise plans really focus on the legs is because that's where the real big muscles are. So the idea is that if if you beat those up when they're recovering, they're burning more calories than uh, other parts of you. So, I mean, the logic makes sense. It's the reason why it's part of the (laughs) regimen. It's just like you said, uh, when you're describing the slow down and the slow back up, it makes me think of when you have to sit down at almost like 90 degrees on a wall and just stay there. Um, Wall squats, I think is what they're called. And that's just awful. <laughs> Once you get into like a couple minutes doing that, um, you can barely stand up afterwards. But yeah, you're right. Once it's over, you feel great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not so much the next day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have the leg days in between. Well, and do you, in between sets, do you just stay static or do you um, do some cardio while, while your muscles are uh, recuperating? Normally, once I'm hitting the weights, uh, in between sets, I'll kind of do like a, a, a walk around, sort of around the area, uh, not very far out, like a few steps here or there. Uh, I'm usually not sitting down. Um, so that's normal. That's my normal routine. But for most days, I try to do at least two exercises together. Um, like to your point with the wall squats, like one of my exercises is going from leg press to wall squats. Uh, and that in itself is already a killer. And then it, to go straight back to leg press after doing wall squats is impossible. Uh, and so what I'll do is I'll just kind of take a 20 to 30 seconds, just pacing back and forth until it's time to start the next set. And is that because you find that doing any cardio before or in between takes away from the next set? Uh, or is there any other logic? Uh, I just I just think it does. It helps you prepare for the next one because your muscles are already so fatigued just by doing the exercises that you just did. And you really need to give it that sort of wake up and rest that it needs uh, before hitting the next And so going back to the timing, so you're saying at least five days a week for you, do you feel like your goals are in line with the general public? Or if you had to give advice to somebody that's wanting to have a a weightlifting regimen, what is the days a week that you would suggest? At a minimum, three days is plenty. Uh, I just think that once you make this a habit and a lifestyle, 
you'll find yourself wanting to go more than three days. And that that's what I find that if I don't go, it's just more of a psychological thing. I just don't feel as good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it makes me feel upbeat. And uh, it, I think we're going to maybe talk about it in a few minutes, but you know, the whole, I, I work out in the mornings and I have to do this before I go to work. It feels so much better to go to work knowing that I have already worked out and it's just, it's just a habit, a lifestyle. But if I had to talk to anyone new or someone that's just getting into the exercise routine, I would definitely say three days is uh, plenty starting out. Okay. That's, that's probably a good, good goal to start with, especially for somebody that's new to these types of exercises and um, yeah, what may go into it. Yeah. So hit this with the big reveal. So what time are you getting to the gym? So it thankfully has changed slightly. Um, for years, uh, I was getting up at three forty-five and getting to the gym <laughs> by four fifteen. I did wow. that probably for ten years. That's earlier than I thought, unless that started to slip when you and I first met, or I'm no. just forgetting. No, actually, it changed probably within the past two years. But for okay. the most part, it was always I would nine. 59 days out of 100 i was in the gym starting my workout before 4 15 now today i'm usually in the gym probably around 5 5 15 Um, so that that's with me getting up around 4 45 and then getting ready about 5 15 so about an hour later like you mentioned getting up and doing it early in the morning i think nearly any research you do from you know, people online or even to a local gym will suggest that that really is the ideal thing to do of start your day with the exercise. The good news is like, to some extent you can switch off your brain for, you know, the other things that are going on ahead. Like this is the thing you have to do. You know, you have to do it. Just go do it. Right. It takes, right. takes sort of the thought out of it. And then once it's done, hopefully it um, makes its way into how the rest of the day is going to go. Uh, and how long are your workouts typically? Uh, well, and actually before I get to that piece, you know, one thing to think about too, is that, you know, working out in the morning is means you got it done. Uh, for those that try to work out at night or after work, you're so brain tired that it just gets difficult to want to go to the gym. So the last thing you want to do. And so doing it in the morning knocks it out and you don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. Now, time wise, it, (laughs) No less than an hour and 10 minutes there. Rarely I'll do less than an hour, but I mean, that is hardly ever. I mean, if I had to go back and look at how long I've worked out over the past five years, it's always at least an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, There are some days where I'll do an hour and 20 hour and a half. And that's nine times out of 10. That's a Monday or Tuesday. And usually time coming off a weekend not necessarily that I, I may have had a meal or two that I shouldn't have had on Sunday. That's outside of this uh, diet regimen that I'm on. Um, so I'll burn a few extra calories on a Monday or Tuesday. Now that's not too bad. I actually thought you were going to say longer than that as far as how long you read. So I, I think an hour to an hour and a half is uh, reasonable for folks to expect to, to spend time on. How about injuries? Uh, can you give me... Um, top of mind things that you've faced uh, that have set you back and what you've done to work through an injury or if that kept you out of the gym for a certain amount of time and, and what you had to do from there. 
Yeah. So the biggest thing that's really happened to me over the past few years is a shoulder injury. Um, I end up hurting it at the gym, trying to actually rack uh, uh, some weight back on the chest press. And for probably two or three months, I wasn't able to really do any type of press exercises. And I had to actually go to a physical therapist to get some um, testing done to make sure nothing was really messed up. Uh, and so I did the physical therapy just through uh, some stretching and exercises they provided through me there. I then in turn took that with me to the gym. So for probably, I would say three or four months, I was going into the gym and the only weight exercises I really did was legs. All the other time I was actually working on stretching, getting my shoulder better and worked out. It was just too risky to do any type of weight exercises at the time. And so it really kept me down for about three or four months from truly doing any uh, weight exercises. Any advice that you learned from trying to do a little bit too much, or I assume it wasn't a form thing uh, to for people to stay away from to to avoid. I assume joints and stuff like that is probably the most common. Yeah, that's exactly right. And actually, in that case, that day it actually was form. Uh, I was rushing the exercise because I wanted to get it done. And I have no idea why, but I never racked the weight in the way that I did. And it, in essence, popped the shoulder. Um, And it thankfully wasn't a a rotator cuff tear. Um, It was a a severe strain to my labrum, but uh, eventually it's healed up and it feels way better now. But to your point, the the key is the form, but then the weight that you're doing, you do got to be careful. And that when you're over exerting yourself and you're putting too much weight on your joints, then you need to sort of take a step back. And you need to think about it. If you're 150 pounds, it's going to be extremely difficult to lift 300 pounds. So to throw that as your weight and to try to lift that, you're going to end up exerting yourself and ultimately cause an injury and making it worse for yourself for really the next several years that you even attempt to go and work out. Yeah. Well, and there's also a cost element as well, depending on um, how, how bad it is and you know, how many doctors you maybe have to go see that most of the time when you're talking about these things, it's good costing because you're keeping yourself healthy, but <laughs> don't, don't be a detriment to that, to that overall exactly. goal as well. So the other jumping back to the scheduling, big reveal is up to this point, um, Brian has been able to only worry about himself, let's say schedule wise, (laughs) but uh, he's got a baby on the way. So for folks that uh, listen to this, I'll say most have kids or or in in some age range. So speaking to their scheduling and having some of those needs, and and you mentioned, you know, your schedule changing a bit in the last uh, while. um, Do you have any idea what that's going to look like once the baby's here? Uh, yeah, so the first couple weeks, it's going to be hard. I <laughs> I may end up just setting the first two weeks aside as I'm taking a break from the gym for two weeks. Uh, I just know it's going to be difficult with almost being up 24-7. Right. Uh, I can't see myself necessarily working out my normal time schedule. It's probably going to be sporadic if I do. And 
I sort of put an expectation on myself to where when the baby's here, what I like to do is be the one that stays up throughout the night. And being that uh, the workouts kind of wake me up, I'm considering maybe working out around 10, 1030 at night mm-hmm. and then coming back around midnight and then uh, basically just be up the rest of the night and taking care of the baby or whatever um, from that perspective. But that's a total guess right now. Uh, <laughs> and and you know, I kind of did the math, even with like my work schedule and how often uh, when I'll be back full time in office, which looks to be more. So, you know, for those that don't know, uh, the baby's going to be born in the middle of December. Full time work schedule will be back probably February. Um, so within the middle of December to the end of January, uh, the schedule is going to be uh, completely different and to try to plan it right now has been scary to think about and not sure if I can even put it on paper. Yeah. Well, every day will be different. I'm sure as you're (laughs) well aware, (laughs) the best laid plans, you know, who knows what'll happen (laughs) as as you guys get into your routine. So we'll have to do an, an update on this, but let's say six months or uh, maybe nine months from now to see uh, how the schedule has changed in some way to uh, to account for for your family change that's going yeah. on. So so for folks that already have kids, don't feel too bad when you're hearing how uh, regimented Brian is <laughs> with <laughs> with his schedule because he, he's going to have that challenge coming soon to see see how well he can do with it. Well, I just hope the title is in how to get a dad back onto a regimen. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? If that happens, then you can be the one to trailblaze. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <on track. laughs> so moving over to eating, and of course, we've hit it. Uh, I, I said that for your intro. Again, something that I always noticed uh, for you. And the other thing that you mentioned that I really identify with is keeping it simple. You know, there are folks that definitely can struggle with not having variety in their food. I tend to not be that type, especially if I have to cook because yep. I'm so bad that you might as well just keep it very, very simple and keep it to a calorie count and, you know, uh, keep the salt down, keep the sugar down. Do you, ha- is that where your philosophy is for eating? What does your uh, diet plan look at like right now? Yeah. So it's very basic and uh, my wife is surprised that I'm still able to eat this food the same basically every single day and been in essence doing doing it for almost 10 years, uh, pretty much the same diet. I mean, I have thrown some variety in here, here, there, but for the most part, if I had to look at my schedule uh, and what I eat, and I do track it, I track every day uh, the food that I intake, uh, but if I had to look for breakfast, uh, it's going to be a protein shake, uh, and then I'm going to have two egg whites, uh, a slice of turkey bacon. That's it. So it's a it's a small breakfast. But within breakfast and lunch, I'll have a quarter cup of almonds. And when lunch comes, I'm going to have and I weigh I weigh the food. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to have two and a half ounces of chicken, a cup of green beans, and then a cup of grapes. It, it's not a lot of food that I'm intaking here, but I'm, I'm eating often. Uh, and then uh, towards dinner or in between dinner, uh, I, I have a variety. Sometimes I'll have a fruit of either like an apple or banana. 
sometimes I may even have like uh, one slice of whole wheat toast with a layer of uh, all natural peanut butter. Uh, so that kind of varies uh, daily. And then at night, it's the same thing in terms of pretty much what I had for dinner. And it's two and a half ounces of chicken, a cup of carrots, and um, either some other fruit. More likely than not, it's going to be uh, grapes again. Not always, though. Uh, and then before I go to bed, believe it or not, I'll have a cup of coffee with uh, a quarter cup of creamer. Wow. Uh, regular coffee, regular coffee. Huh? Yeah. That wouldn't go well for me. <laughs> um, but I, so I didn't realize that the same amount of chickens, so you do that for lunch and dinner, lunch and dinner. Yep. Um, and how's that prepared? Just, uh, grilled or yep. Grilled, um, some seasonings on it, uh, like salt and pepper, but, um, it's pretty much just grilled, just regular grilled chicken is there certain like i mentioned you, you uh talked about the calorie count uh when you were younger is that the same general focus is just total calories in total calories out how much do you pay attention for me right now is uh, maybe i'm watching too many documentaries but you see all this stuff about sugar like oh it's everywhere oh, yeah. it's some things you have no idea and they make you so paranoid but then they never bother to tell you what to eat <laughs> it's right. just be paranoid about sugar everywhere but we're going to leave the, what you should do in the unknown. Um, carbs, of course, is always a thing you hear about. Simple carbs, okay. The complex carbs, not okay. Stay away from processed foods. Um, right. do, do you have all those considerations? Uh, or, or again, is it really just the calories in and out? I mean, for the most part, it's I do consider those. Um, but there are days where I'll go out and I'll have uh, – you know, a burger and fries. It's, but that's a every two or three week thing. If I were to ever uh, do it in a month and that's if I'm meeting friends or something um, to go out, I don't want to be the person that brings my chicken along in a, in a lunchbox. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you'll get the same jokes that like the vegans get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, I, I'm not looking for that. Um, but I do, for the most part, uh, I care about the amount of calories I'm intaking uh, every day more so than uh, and, and what the calories are made up of. Uh, I, you know, for someone who's trying to maintain, let's just say you're trying to maintain a 150 pound frame. You know, you, if you're not working out, you could easily manage your uh, lifestyle with just having 1500 calories a day. It sounds light, but it's actually not you'd be surprised at what 1500 calories can be make it made up of if it's healthy if it's green and it's lean it could you can have a lot uh, of food to make up that amount of calories for myself for example working from home makes it easier when you're right by the snack closet to just grab something in there and you get into the mindless eating and so i i'm trying to make a conscious effort of all right, can we just have some broccoli ready to go? Or <laughs> I've been seeing what all you can do with cauliflower in, in right. different ways, you know? So that's for sure. And when you look at that, it's like, okay, you can have this gigantic bowl that's 60 calories, you know, and, and a lot of, lot of uh, vitamins and minerals in those versus the yeah. processed foods that, that they, they add up real quick. Yeah. And you don't have to take it to the extreme though. I mean, that there are those that will take it, 
beyond what I would ever consider to be a, a healthy mind uh, way, a mindset of eating. And you, you can enjoy a pizza pizza every once in a while. The problem is, is that if you're having pizza every single day, twice a day, that's a bad eating health lifestyle. And you may not see it now, but when you're in your 40s and 50s and you got arteries that are tied up, it's it's going to cause issues and you're going to uh, put yourself in an early grave. Yeah. Uh, and one th- other thing that you didn't mention, but again, I know, is you do not drink your calories <laughs> as far as soft drinks, right. alcoholic beverages, which I imagine also goes a long way for calorie count. You don't have those empty calories either, true. which I think is a big pitfall for a lot of folks. That's very true. And it's funny you mentioned that. I Outside of the that protein shake, and the protein shake is uh, that I take is only eight ounces, so it's very small. And um, that little creamer that I have of coffee. Other than that, the only thing I'm drinking daily is uh, water. I mean, mm-hmm. I really don't intake any other type of fluids. Yeah, which is good. Again, I know I hear people say that they need some variety; they can't just do that. But as much as people can stick to water throughout their day, I would definitely recommend it. I, what I do is a cup of coffee in the morning to get started and then try to switch over to water from there. Now, yep. dinner time's its own story <laughs> at that point, but at least through the day, I'm trying to try to keep hydrated. So It's not just you, it's a lot of folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you can't, can't go too overboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the last question I think I have for you is, talk to me a little bit about the community aspect. So as you your history we've talked about you're getting up really really early so i would imagine the gym's not all that crowded but have you found a niche group of folks to whether it's spotters or just people that you see regularly that you say hello to that you can compare notes with what what does that look like from a community standpoint yeah so you're right about one thing is that going early it's it's not like it's a jam-packed gym but you'd be mm-hmm. surprised how often the same amount of people you'll see every single day. Um, and you know, I'm not really at the place now where I really look for a spot or anything to sort of help out with my workout routine. I'm the type of person where it's just easier for me to put my headphones in and just sort of do my own workout. But on that being said, I will, uh, find myself conversating with a lot of the same people every single day. Um, there's a couple, uh, guys that I'm friends with and, uh, matter of fact, one guy actually goes to church with me every so often uh, that I met at the gym, um, and it's it, it's it's crazy to think that uh, some of the people you'd meet at the gym uh, could end up becoming friends and so forth after the fact. And we don't necessarily even work out together. It's just, hey, I see your face every day, so I'm just going to say hey to you. And then you just get closer over time and you next thing you know, you know the person's name and you're conversating outside of the gym. Uh, that That is what it really looks like from my perspective. And now there are some uh, that I do see that didn't meet at the gym uh, and then they do hang out and they do work out at the mm-hmm. gym in itself. Uh, but currently I don't do it from that perspective, uh, but it is nice to see the familiar faces every single day. You know, nobody needs to be afraid of the... Who's, who has the commercial? Is it 24-Hour Fitness? The 
I lift things up, I put them down <laughs> where they're saying, you know, like you'll get judged basically is what they're trying Planet to get Venus. at. Yeah. Is that who it is? Yeah, I think it <laughs> um, is. So, you know, there's friendly folks at the gym. You don't, you don't got to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No matter where you go. So, um, well, that was the questions that I had for you. Before we end up closing out this podcast, I did want to say on the diet and exercise for any of the users out there, listeners that are struggling and really having a hard time about uh, working out and the diet, the key is start a plan and just come up with some sort of daily habit that you enjoy doing and just start it. And once you get started, I'm telling you, it, you won't be discouraged. You'll find more encouragement and you'll enjoy doing it. Yeah, agreed. I think that's good advice for um, anything people are trying to pick up is the, the first step is the hardest. And then from there, uh, it, it only gets easier. All right. Well, I appreciate it and I will catch up with you later. All righty. Sounds good. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give us a rating on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts. If you'd like to be notified of future weekly shows, please hit the subscribe button. Thank you.